Hey everybody, welcome to CreateCast, the show about people who make good. I'm your host, Chase K. Today on the show, we feature Southern Craft Creamery. They're an ice cream company from the Gulf Coast town in Florida, and they're just really incredible. It's a family-run dairy. All their ice cream is totally natural, and I don't just mean, you know, store brand says on the package natural. I mean, seriously natural. I mean, there's nothing but the milk and sugar and the flavors, the real flavors in their ice cream, and it's <laughs> insanely good, and I know it's only available in that part of the country right now, but... Oh man, I hope it goes national because they are just awesome. Uh, Super nice people. I have enjoyed talking with them. I recorded this interview actually last summer, believe it or not. So um, yeah, this is me a year ago. This is them a year ago, and they've done some incredible things since then. So they won a bunch of awards, and their ice cream has been in a bunch of new places. And you can actually check them out online. So make sure you go onto Google, look them up, check it out. As always, make sure you visit us at our website, createcastpod.com, and find us in the iTunes store by searching CreateCast. If you leave us a review, it's really, really helpful. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. All right, without any further ado, here's Southern Craft Creamery. Hey everybody, welcome to CreateCast. Right now we're sitting down with Dale and Cindy from Southern Craft Creamery, an incredible, incredible uh, ice cream maker from the south down here, Florida Panhandle. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So... Obviously, you come from a family farm, right? Correct, correct. So, I'm assuming that the farm came before any of the ice cream stuff started to happen, right? So, yes. So, what was going on before the ice cream? For, what, nearly 32 years or so, uh, Cindy and I and our family and daughters uh, have milked uh, cows and, and, and created a, a delicious product that kind of gets mingled and co-mingled with everybody else's and we didn't really have a brand identity for our farm yeah. much of today's production agriculture is is commodity based we, yeah. we make milk or we make corn or we make wheat but nothing branded so for years we'd hunted for the right opportunity and the right timing for a branded product that could kind of put our farm in a spot where people recognize what it is and know what we do and, and how we produce our food. And, and the ultimate goal for us was to be able to have a conversation with people about where their food comes from and how it's produced. And, and you know, I guess sort of many people say, all right, well, milk, butter, but why ice cream? <laughs> what, what, why was that the focus? Well, it's two reasons. One of them is purely selfish economic reason. Uh, we can turn ice cream over quickly. Milk that leaves a cow this morning, we can churn into ice cream this afternoon and actually sell tomorrow. Cheese is best aged. Yeah. Uh, so you wait a long time to get your return. So the, the, the selfish part I got out of the way first. But the more important part for us is uh, we like to eat. And uh, we really like ice cream. And ice cream is one of those things. Our family has always spent uh, time visiting with each other. Uh, about the day, month, year, what a philosophy over food. And, and around uh, the table. And around the table. Yeah. So ice cream is a way to extend that. we got another course. All right, well, let's, let's yeah. have some ice cream and talk some more. So that, that's important to us. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's coming from a southern family myself. It's sort of one of those things where, you know, every meal you're talking about what you're having for the next meal. That's right. That sort of thing. And, yeah. and then obviously, you know, just growing up in the kitchen, it's sort of see, interesting to see that tradition continued. Um, you know, having had quite a bit of your ice cream now, 
Um, one thing that I really loved to see was just sort of the variety of flavor, but also sort of the southern flavors that you incorporated, whether it's the bay or whether it was, uh, for example, your buttermilk ice cream. It's so great to see it tastes like real buttermilk. It doesn't taste like cultured buttermilk, which is so special, and I think something really rare that a lot of people don't don't get. So talk to me a little bit about those those southern flavors and, and maybe where, where does a flavor come from when you're developing a new ice cream? Sure. What's the inspiration? Well... Ultimately, we, we made a decision very early on that we wanted to let cream and milk shine through. Mm-hmm. So any flavor we do, we want to make sure it, it those two, the, the, the cream, milk, and, and flavor development work hand in hand. We don't want a flavor to run over the top of the cream and milk. Uh, we're dairy farmers first mm-hmm. and foremost, so the cream and milk is important to us. Uh, so flavor development always keeps that in the back of the mind. The other, the other thing relative to, to southern flavors, we, we also very early on wanted to encapsulate the bounty of the south and what we've got locally, uh, whether it's satsumas, which are a, a, a citrus that's, that's adapted to the north Florida and, and a cold weather tolerant citrus, uh, peanuts from our area, watermelon, uh, cantaloupe. Uh, Blueberries. We use Tupelo honey, which is very, very specific to a small area of the Apalachicola River. Uh, and then at the same time, if we can identify a grower of that specific thing, we actually put them on the front label and identify them and, and, and kind of get a, a two-for-one deal. We promote them, us, yeah. and then together we, we sell more ice cream and more products for them. Yeah, you know, and one thing else I've, I've noticed about your ice cream is obviously just it's it's the texture of real ice cream because it is you know it's it's great milk and, and great cream and, and you know when people are producing on such a massive scale they don't maybe have that same focus on, on the ingredient so it's really really cool to see that um i think people don't really have a, a great appreciation of sort of the volume that that smaller producers are able to produce so, so what is you know an average an average production season for you and what, what types of volumes are you are you working with well, well last year i I'm not sure how to answer that because we never slow down enough to count yeah. sometimes <laughs> until we get kind of the end of the year. Last year we produced about 45,000 pint equivalents. We do some I mean, more in larger quantities than pints, but, but kind of a 45,000 pint equivalent. And that's, you know, for a little bitty kitchen that's, you know, almost the size of your home kitchen, um, that's a lot of ice cream. Yeah, that, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. And I assume the uh, you know research and development process is a little bit fun, huh? Yeah, yes, yeah that's, that's, yes. that's that the best fun. part. <laughs> so uh, obviously you're, you're a family dairy farm. So um, is, is everybody involved in, in the ice cream working? Is that? Yeah, actually our youngest daughter and her husband started the creamery for us. Uh, unfortunately, because of her husband's expertise, he's a pilot, they ended up moving away so he could continue to fly. But um, they actually were the ones that started, did a wonderful job. They still work with us. They're still owners in Southern Craft Creamery. And then our other daughter and son-in-law are managing the farm once Dale and I left the farm and started working at the creamery. Okay, I see. And and where is the creamery just in relation to the farm? Are you close to it? or Both things are in Mariana, Florida. Uh, Actually, the creamery is about, where we make the ice cream is about six miles from the farm. We take the milk every day from the farm to the creamery to make the ice cream. Ultimately, we may want to move the creamery back to the farm property. Yeah, uh, but we didn't know if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're renting a spot that's been really beneficial for us. But uh, long yeah. term, we may move back. We, we again, it's one of those things that takes some time to think about. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I can tell. I mean, obviously, you're very busy, and you're taking a little bit of time out today. Um, 
you know, we're in beautiful Santa Rosa Beach, which is normally sunny and it's, <laughs> it's crazy and rainy today, so uh, we're actually inside Modica Market, which is one of the markets that you sort of distribute to, and, and so you're, you're located sort of all around the Florida Panhandle right now. Yeah, we've tried to maintain our local aspect, and so the majority of our market is from Tallahassee to Panama City. Uh, we just recently uh, joined another family, and we're in a group of restaurants in Orlando that are owned by a family. So we're, we're still mainly local, and Long 38 here is probably our major market. Yeah, you know, and I think you said, so it was 32 years ago the farm was started, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, not, no, it's been 35. 35? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's <laughs> Sorry. Incredible. No, no, that, that's incredible. And, and it's just, uh, I'm, I'm sort of wondering, I mean, where was uh, your where your family's always from this area and, and what, was, what what sort of came from that i mean did you yeah. did you grow up on a farm or, or no. was it no dale has a farming background and his family's grandfather and his uncle both were dairy farmers in illinois and uh, his family moved to pensacola in the 60s because his dad uh, university of west florida was opening his dad came there as a professor um, i was a city girl i grew up in pensacola i had not ever even touched a dairy cow until i turned 19 so, no, we had not been in dairy farming in Florida until we started our farm. Wow, I mean, that's an incredible leap, and especially to have such success. I mean, it, it had to have been sort of a scary jump to really, you know, like you're saying, start that brand and, and really sort of take that leap of faith. So when did it go from we're going to try this out to really, wow, this is this is something that's working. This is, this is We're having some awesome success. You know, it... it we're what will be three months or three years uh, February of next year will be our third year of, of wholesale sales ice cream and, and we're still a startup uh, mm -hmm. it'll be our 36th year next year in, in dairy and we're still a startup yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we knew uh, or we recognized early on when we came especially to, to, to this market down along the beach uh, and it was accepted so well. We knew we had something that, well, we were just extremely thankful that people enjoyed what we were enjoying. Yeah. And, and that's really more of what it is. We just like to share what we like. And uh, we work really hard to make it. But uh, it's fun to, to have somebody stop you and question you. And that's one of the reasons that Cindy and I still do all the delivery. We do all the manufacturing wow. with, with the help of one other person. But we do all the delivery so that we can actually talk to people see their faces, understand what they they want, and and markets like this is kind of what, what we target. We yeah. want to be able to see the owner and have the owner take a, an interest in what we're doing. We can take an interest in what they're doing and we get this symbiotic relationship, much like we've got with producers of other commodities that go into our ice cream. We can have it with our retailers as well. So I'm kind of curious. Obviously, you know, looking at some of your flavors, for example, you, have, you know, you mentioned some of the fruits that you do, but also we talked about, you know, buttermilk and then the bay yeah. laurel and then, you know, or even the sweet corn. Um, I'm kind of curious. Obviously, you know, ice cream as a as a dessert is you know something to follow, like you said, a great southern meal. What are you cooking when you're not doing ice cream? Like, what what are you cooking to go before ice cream? What are some foods that you you know like to like to make often? You know. That's your. That <laughs> um, I, gosh, we both enjoy almost any type of food, and we both we both enjoy trying new foods. Mm -hmm. So we're always experimenting with new things. Um, we both, having been on the Gulf Coast, we both really enjoy seafood, mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the things that we enjoy when we get in the kitchen together. Making yeah. the most is cooking up a good seafood dish. Mm -hmm. But, um, but we also enjoy the local produce, so, it, man, that's a hard one to answer. No, we have a really diverse uh, yeah. 
appetite. I won't say palate, but at least a <laughs> diverse appetite. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I grew up in the kitchen with my, my grandmother and my mother learning how to cook, you know, you know, classic southern dishes. And so, yes. and it's so funny, I, I live out in Los Angeles now, and, and it's, you know, when people ask me, well, what's your favorite thing to cook? And I say chicken and dumplings. They're like, you crazy? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's awesome. I spit. Um, there a lot of time with my grandmother baking chicken and dumplings. Absolutely, in the kitchen. you know, and, and you know, it's one of those things where even as, as many times as I make it now, it's never quite it's never yeah. quite right. You it's know? not you, hers. You, yeah, you try and capture it. Yeah. Um. So um, I, w- I was also you know I mentioned the sweet corn, and it's so funny. I obviously just mentioned Los Angeles. I thought you might be kind of curious to know. There's this great uh, Filipino ice cream. It's maíz y queso, and it's a sweet corn and cheese ice cream. Huh. Believe oh, it or awesome. not. That uh, is is really popular um, out west, and, and I don't know. It's just sort of a funny connection, but uh, it's also interesting just to sort of see those universal flavors, you know, because the South obviously takes such inspiration from you know uh, Europe, and then also you know Africa, and all, it's just I mean all over the world. It's really just global flavors. So, sort of looking towards the future, what's what's next for Southern Craft Creamer? Oh wow, <laughs> I, I think. As you stated earlier, probably the real fun part is, is the R&D. And we try to either have our kids or ourselves go to as many different restaurants as possible, where there are chefs doing different things, mm-hmm. uh, different flavor profiles that we haven't thought about before. Uh, so, so we kind of want to push that boundary a little bit, again, keeping milk and cream the center of our ice cream. And then, then there are some... some some throwbacks to the southern tradition that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. Um, and paying homage to, to Cindy's grandmother, she made a mean fig preserve. Mm-hmm. And a good fig preserve ice cream would be outstanding. We right, just haven't gotten amazing. there yet. Yeah. <laughs> she also made an awesome butterscotch pie, yeah. so I'd mm-hmm. love to figure out how to mimic that butterscotch pie in an ice cream. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to try it. Um, I'm also curious, you know, obviously you, you have the dairy and you were talking about sort of dairy just being, you know, a commodity and maybe not so much a, a brand. Um, now that you have the ice cream sort of moving, is there any thought of maybe sort of, you know, having a Southern Craft butter? And, and is, is, that a, is that a hope or is, that, yeah, well, we, is it just a focus on the ice cream? We never say never, but, you know, it, yeah. we the, haven't. Yeah, the, the, the production uh, facility and the... the the production scheme is so different mm-hmm. for butter, yeah. even fluid milk mm-hmm. from, from from ice cream, that uh, it'd take a, a lot to do it. Not that, that we would never look at it. I guess ultimately our goal would be to grow Southern Craft Creamery to a point where uh, we get in balance with the production on the farm, and that may mean reducing cow numbers a little bit. But, but get in balance and be a little less dependent on the ebb and flow of, of national milk marketing and how the changes in price are affected and, and, and kind of normalize our price a little bit to our Yeah, Yeah, because currently we only, we're only using a small proportion of our, ice, our milk for ice cream. Oh, wow. We still sell to a co-op here in Florida, oh, wow. so we still sell fluid milk too. You know, I'm, I'm sort of curious, just one of, one of the things I was blown away by when I picked up one of your pints and I looked at the ingredient list, and you go into the grocery store and you pick up a pint of ice cream and it's, you know, you're, you're reading a novel. It's incredible, yeah. you know, and, and it was so nice to see just, you know, it's milk, cream, you know, just yep. a few flavorings and then, you know, really no, no xanthan gum, no, yep. Yep. no emulsifiers. I can't even imagine... 
how difficult it is to mean quality and just consistency with that you know with that kind of volume and what are some things that maybe people don't know about that process I mean I assume you face some difficulties it, 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 we spent a year and a half actually our daughter and son-in-law with us being taste testers and naysayers uh, <laughs> spent a year and a half perfecting our base what we make all of rice and really it was perfecting how do we keep the fat in, in milk and cream because we're using a, a, a non-homogenized yes, yeah. and we don't use any emulsifiers how do we keep that from jumping back together and making flavored butter yeah um, and, and that's nobody wants to eat flavored butter <laughs> uh, so so we spent a year and a half doing that it, it's terribly uh, difficult uh, lots of very successful ice cream folks said it would never work and uh, we worked hard to prove them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to play a little bit with it uh, in, in the time of age and, and, and how we handle the milk itself, how, how we uh, agitate it or don't. And uh, we, while uh, we'd like to tell everybody, we're not going to tell anybody exactly how we do it. <laughs> well, well, man, this has been a really fun conversation, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, so once again, uh, Dale and Cindy from Southern Craft Creamery, and if people want to find out more about uh, your story and, and your ice cream, where can they go? We have a Facebook page and also a website, so visit us at Southern Craft Creamery. We'd love to have everybody's comments and uh, hear what kind of ice cream they like. Awesome. Well, I'm sure everybody's going to go check it out. Oh, thanks again. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. Once again, a huge thanks to Dale and Cindy for coming on the show. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. As always, make sure you visit us at createcastpod.com where you can find some behind-the-scenes photos and other cool stuff. And then also make sure you check us out in the iTunes store where you can leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, make good.